gonna meet up with a guy named Ryan Skinner, and he claims that he knows every inch of Bigelow Ranch, a.k.a. Skinwalker Ranch, and he also says he's seen the UFOs with his own eyes. So, um, what are we doing, and what should we expect? We're at Skinwalker Ranch. You can expect anything from Bigfoots to orbs. You've seen Bigfoot? I've had an experience with Bigfoot when you went to mountains up here. But What was the experience? This thing comes crashing through the woods. It's making monkey noises. Uh, we ended up running away. It made monkey noises? Yeah. Wow. Real, like... So Ryan Skinner has seen UFOs and Bigfoot. Maybe he's just the luckiest guy on Earth. What have you experienced out here? The main thing we've experienced is balls of light. One of these orbs actually landed. It became a cloud, a misty cloud, a black cloud, swirled around, coalesced into the shape of a wolf, which is now standing directly in front of us. I kid you not, 100%. I'm getting the skeptic vibe from you. I'm here. I came all the way out to Utah. I want to see some UFOs. So let's move forward. It's going to be a good view. So if you're going to see something... You got a great vantage from where we're at right now. Wow. We can look directly down into the ranch house. So this ranch that we're looking at has armed guards that keep people from getting into it. Three to four armed guards, all of them ex-military. They hold a top secret clearance. Not only that, they got a bunch of pylons and barriers in front of the gate. Cameras, sensors. There's bait pens out there in the fields. What do you mean by bait pens? The big thing that was happening at that time was cattle mutilations. The scientists would actually tie uh, cattle down and uh, watch the cattle be mutilated right in front of them. And that's why they built all these bait pens out there. Watch the cattle being mutilated by what? By whatever's out here. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Springhill, Josh Bling, and the Illumamami herself, Miss April. And on today's spooky listener request episode, we cover Skinwalker Ranch. so long with these pictures of you, Lawrence. Lawrence, uh, just so you know, Larry's one of my best friends on the planet, and I love him dearly. Love you too, brother. He's always got my back. Said at 2018 here, reporting live from the Shoop Kitchen studio. As always, it's another week. It's another episode. We're feeling all right. You know, we, we come to this table. Maybe some things happen, but we just let them fall fucking flat outside the door. Because... <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking with you, squonk. Squonk, squonks. 
Squonks know my feels. But you know what? I'm with my friends. We're going to have a great time. This is a listener request, like I've said, the, for the 14th time now. This is actually a really popular one. Skinwalker Ranch actually is one of the first books I was given from a friend. Maybe listener. I'm not sure. He's kind of off the grid. But one of the first books I was given when I told uh, one of my neighbors long, long ago, a couple years ago, was a book about Skinwalker Ranch. And he said, basically, un, like, quote, he said, dude, this book kept me up for weeks. Like, and he's a, he was a big UFO guy. And this story is very UFO heavy. And I was bored by the first chapter. That's saying a lot. <laughs> um, there were not enough titties and no one was talking about wieners. So I guess I got titties lost. But there are people I, I want to do a shout out to our, our boy Rodney, who's been super active on Facebook and he's been talking like, hey, man, you got to cover Skinwalker Ranch. And I'm I'm with you, bro. Now that I've delved into it and really kind of scoped this bitch out, it is crazy. And it's definitely worth something. It's definitely worth us talking about on this show. And maybe even could have been worth a two-parter. But since we kind of don't like doing two-parters, unless it's something that we know for a fact is going to be big and a lot of ground to cover, we're just going to go the one-episode treatment this time around. So maybe we'll come back. Who knows? But let's pull the old Thunderbird to the side of the road real quick and get real with a truth corner. I want to ask you guys, if you were given the opportunity to go to skip, uh, I almost said Skywalker, Skinwalker <laughs> Ranch. There goes my joke. Actually, it's funny because the first time I Googled this, I, w- I typed in Skywalker Nerd. and I was like, no shit. George Lucas lives there. Nerd. Yeah, of course. Of course. Silly Ryan. Spell words out. Don't write like you talk, damn it. I, I should have ended up at a porn site, which is what happens 50% of the time. Sad Dad 2018. Hey, Rude or uh, Brian, can I get a meme of Sad Dad 2018? Yeah. Yep. For the record, that uh, Rad Dad 2018 for the Red Dead thing, that, that was, was hysterical. Awesome. Yeah, I got to give Brian points. I love yeah. you, man. You rule. Thanks for fucking brightening up my day. Um, okay, so truth corner, you're on a ranch. Howdy, partner. Out in the middle of Utah. You got your boots, spurs clicking. Fresh, fresh smell of cow dung. (laughs) Supposedly, this place has been haunted by UFOs for 50 years. Are you scared? I've gone total chicken shit. Ouch. That's, yeah. No, um, I'd be scared to be. <laughs> and this is a place that's federally patrolled by like gunmen. I guess it'd be hard to live there if there's a lot of gunmen around. Well, I mean, it's like the old West. Red Dead Redemption 2. Larry, you playing? You still playing Red Dead? Yeah. How you liking it so far? Fun. Yeah. Wrong podcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> we don't. Do we have a video game about yet? Maybe one day. But yeah, I would say that I would be if there's a history of stuff and there's a lot of people saying that there's been activity of, well, every kind. Oh yeah, this one covers a lot of ground. In fact, some of the creatures and and it'll come up in the middle clip, the the image that comes up when you search Skinwalker Ranch, this creature looks out of something from like a, 
I would say like that movie Wreck or uh, Scary Sto- Stories to Tell in the Dark, something like that. Yeah, just like abnormal, weird creatures that come straight from like an H.P. Lovecraft nightmare. I would say, unless I've seen anything, I would be. N- I mean, I guess nervous, but I wouldn't be scared until the first time I see anything or feel anything that doesn't feel right. But then all my red flags would go up. Mm-hmm. April. <laughs> She's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what? What was the question? <laughs> uh, it's okay. Uh, the question was, if you were on a ranch that was patrolled by federal agents and mm-hmm. had a history of 50 years of UFO activity, would you be frightened? No. No? I don't think so. I don't even really think this is worth a skill. And I don't mind that we don't do the skill as much as often because this is just one of those like kind of like where do you stand on UFOs right. kind of thing. We actually, Josh and I were just talking about this last night because we, we've been watching uh, the show Haunted on Netflix and there's an alien episode and I told him I think that's the one that freaked me out the least because I'm yeah. not a big alien believer. Um, paranormal, yes. Aliens, not so much. So, is it taboo to say that as a kid, even when I watched X Files and I knew it was an alien episode, I was like, <laughs> great, right? I don't know. I, meh, yeah, meh. Lawrence, my horse noise. <laughs> um. <laughs> No, this like it, this sounds like it was made up by an eight year old. Yeah, and then there's aliens, and then there was this, and there's that, and, and then Bigfoot like, showed up, and he was yeah. like, "Oh, I got Bud Light limes. Everybody want to get crazy? <laughs> yeah, I got some sausage too. Yeah, I got some sausage links. Mm. So Larry doesn't even really want to weigh in on this because he's already shaking his head in disbelief. Now yeah. he's basically the Joe Rogan of this podcast, which was what we were saying during the clip. We're like. What was the name of your show if you had a show that was on Sci-Fi Channel about smoking it up? What, what would your show be called again? I doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah. Yep. With Lawrence. Yeah. Larry doubts I'd it. watch it. I, yeah, I was just going to say, I'd, I'd fuck, watch that show. I'd fucking watch it, DVR it, and watch it again and again and giggle like a schoolgirl. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, in order to put ourselves into that time to take us back... To when this originated. Now, I we went off the Skinwalker Ranch website, and according to their timeline, the origins of the ranch are in 1880. So in order to take ourselves to that time, we need to go in Larry's time capsule. Now it's time for us to open up the time capsule. Yeah, um... Well, there's no music to play because there really wasn't any music in the 1880s. <laughs> At least not recorded. Music! So there's that. <laughs> uh, there's no mu- movies back then. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Wow. There's no television back then. So there's that. <laughs> hmm? Did they have records? They had operas. Oh, okay. Operas and classical music. Beethoven's Ninth was still ringing yeah. out in Germany. Mm-hmm. The, the mashup. <laughs> the remix. Um, no radio, so there's that. <laughs> so we'll go straight to news and inventions. Oh, I love the inventions. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to be highly disappointed. Ah, <laughs> Nothing. Really nothing. <laughs> and that's been your time, Captain. Uh, the National League champions were the Chicago White Stockings. So there's your time, Caps. Chicago White Stockings. Yes. That sounds sexy. It does. What's up, boys? 
And that's been, your, that's been your time capsule. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, there were a couple of inventions. I'm sorry. The, the modern day battery was invented. There you go. Oh. You know what? I love batteries and Me I love too. the song Battery by Metallica. So there you go. I cannot yeah. imagine where I would Slanimous. be without a good old fashioned pack of double A's. Yep. Gotta have them. Very yeah. useful. I burned. The, well, I like double D's more myself. There's no such battery as a double D. There is? No, there's double A's, triple A's. C's, D's, make nine volts. He was making a good little Ooh, Seinfeld joke. drop joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm reaching out here, guys. Josh is great. Wow, that clipped. Josh <laughs> is great. So, Skinwalker Ranch, also known as Sherman Ranch, is a property located at, on approximately 512 acres. That's big boys and girls. Wait, how big? Sorry. 512 acres. Two kilometers. Hmm. Roughly, almost three. Southeast of Ballard, Utah, that is allegedly the site of paranormal and UFO related activities. Now, this is all according to the wiki, which is pretty well good. We're going to use the wiki and and the thought catalog has a great article about the 17 things that are facts that we know about this. Its name is taken from the Skinwalker. um, Oops, shit. My shit just broke. Um. (laughs) Off to a great start, we guys. Really yeah. are. Guys, my shit just broke. I just fell down the stairs like a real bitch. Okay, the Skinwalker of Navajo legend concerning malevolent witches. Wow. That's creepy. Sounds kind of like Wendigo a bit. Yeah, I was just gonna actually ask you if there was if you had read anything about like if they were related in any kind of way. No, or... there's no ties, but it's similar kind of thought okay like i I imagine that like because all indian tribes kind of go on their own i mean they intersect they're nice enough so like Mm -hmm. here brother have some corn and then they take their corn and then they walk away and they smoke them peace pipe for a minute and then they see white people and they're like no that's oh wait a different territory where they different territory my bad Ah, that's right. <laughs> Claims about the ranch first appeared in the Salt Lake City, Utah Desert News and later in the alternative weekly Las Vegas Mercury as a series of articles by journalist George Knapp. These early stories detailed the claims that a family that had recently purchased and occupied the property only to experience an array of inexplic- inexplicable and frightening events. So... Basically, some uh, there's a family that took over this ranch and it became like a shit show. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually what the book that I read was based on. The book that I skimmed was based on. Again, I'm sorry that I wasn't that into it. Maybe I'd be more into it now doing this episode and doing the research for this. But starting off, I just... Again, I've just never... Even we covered Grays, which was fun. We covered Archons, which was fun. We covered Reptilians. I think Reptilians was the most fun I had. Mm-hmm. It was also probably the drunkest I was, but mm-hmm. there was a Chemtrails episode in there, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The I quit episode. The, the, <laughs> somehow I kept Larry with my charm and wit. <laughs> but true story. I, the more that I delved into the research on this, the creepier it does get. So we're going to get into that. Now, Colm Keller and co-author George Knapp subsequently authored a book in which they described the ranch being acquired by the National Institute for Discovery Science. 
to study anecdotal sightings of UFOs, Bigfoot-like creatures, crop circles, glowing orbs, and poltergeist activity reported by its former owners. Oh, my. The ranch, located in West Unita, Utah? No, it's (laughs) U-I-N-T-I, or U-I-N-T-A-H, Unita, Unita County, bordering the Ute Indian Reservation, was popular dubbed the UFO ranch due to its ostensible 50-year history of odd events to have taken place there. Knapp and Keller cite the 1974 book, The Utah UFO Display, a scientist report by Frank Salisbury and Joseph Jr. Hicks, which details an earlier investigation into alleged UFO sightings in the Unita County region as partial confirmation of their account. According to Keller and Knapp, they saw or investigated evidence of close to 100 incidents that include vanishing and mutilated cattle, sightings of unidentified flying objects or orbs, large animals with piercing red eyes that they say were not injured when struck by bullets, and invisible objects emitting destructive magnetic fields. Those animals were high. Possibly. Maybe they were eating shrooms and just like... They smoke them the peace pipe. Well, that's if those Navajo Indians were like letting them do that, but I I don't know. Like, I've always... I've heard Native Americans are like super nice and if they do smoke hash or something, it's it's you know it's cool. But do they do like psycho psychotropic drugs generally? Yeah, pe- peyote, peyote. Mm-hmm. But that's a, a spiritual thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's not so much for the the quote getting high and having like white boy college fun. Yes, it's an excuse to get high. Right. <laughs> Take I mean, sh- really, and take their shirt off and sit in a tent and be like, "Yeah, yeah we're sweating it out, aren't we, boys?" Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Come here, cheap, 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 <laughs> cheap, chief wampum. Uh, Come and over. sit on my lap. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, did I say that? That must have been the peyote. <laughs> Still haven't found myself a good old Indian wife, but uh, I sure love these Indian tent boy times. <laughs> I'll find it one day. You know, John Wayne Gacy said that if you suck each other's dick, it means by the end of the night, you've actually made it. So it's okay for boys to do that with other boys, right? Just saying. Looney Tunes going down on you. It's okay. Par for the course. Anyway, so there's all this really creepy shit going on. Among these involved were retired U.S. Army Colonel John B. Alexander, who characterized the... The, um... Was it the National Institute of Science? D S I. What the fuck? I love it when I'm reading something and it has an acronym. And, okay, mm-hmm. National Institute for, Institute for Discovery Science, but there's a bunch of other letters in there, so it doesn't make any sense. Effort is an attempt to get hard data using a standard scientific approach. However, the investigators admitted to quote difficulty obtaining evidence consistent with scientific publication. So. There were probably people there that were like, some were like, I saw it. I saw a cow and it was missing its back end and it had red eyes and then disappeared and shot into the sky. And then the scientist is like, show me proof. And they're like, <laughs> uh, look at where the grass is brown. It's it, it disappeared. I told you it was aliens. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think a little bit of that was going on. So. Cattle mutilations have been part of the folklore of the surrounding area for decades, but the 
NIDSCI founder Robert Bigelow's purchase of the ransom investigation funding was reportedly the result of him his being convinced by stories of mutilations that included tales of strange lights and unusual impressions made in grass and soil told by the family of former ranch owners Terry Sherman. Now, I gotta ask you guys, what the hell do aliens need to do mutilations to animals for? I mean, we obviously mutilate animals, but we do it almost in like a artistic kind of break. I mean, no, it's some of it's no, it's not. That's a bad word. We do it in a very cold, determined, like mathematical thing where Mm -hmm. it's like every little part we're gonna like cut away, use it. Mm you know the the excess is turned into hot dogs for oscar meyer right well like really if you think about the way that cattle specifically is broken up at like a butcher shop yeah it is um really based on like the musculature of cattle yeah you know it's creepy to me though because like the idea and I'm positing that this is real and these people see mm-hmm. mutilations like just randomly walking out at night and seeing like your cow like missing a leg and just like dragging, dra- dragging like strands and he has got red eyes like mm-hmm. that is creepy. Yeah, I, I and I'd, I wouldn't know how to explain that, especially if I mean, I don't know, the, maybe an animal. That's that's a great and, and it's stress from, you know. Losing a leg, maybe it pops some uh, vessels in its eye, some blood vessels, <laughs> or it got really high. It got its just wandered into an Indian tent and yep. was like, Whoa, give me some shit, Chief Wampum. So in 1996, skeptic James Randi awarded Bigelow a Pegasus Award for Pegasus Pegasus for funding the purchase of the ranch by Harvard professor John Mack and author Bud Hopkins for what Randi called a use, useless study of supernatural, <laughs> paranormal, Ouch. or occult. The ranch was sold to Bigelow to private corporation Adamantium Real Estate in 2016, and in 2017, the name Skinwalker Ranch was filed for trademark. Through Justia Trademarks, the trademark was issued in 2018. Hmm. So Josh isn't doing pop culture, so I can mention offhand, there was a 2013 film entitled Skinwalker Ranch, which is loosely based upon the folklore of the area. Mm-hmm. It's a found, like one of those found film footage footage things. Yeah. yeah. Which is, can be cool sometimes, but other times like... It's kind of a formula that, like, as we're three horror fans, me, April, and Josh, and we like that sort of thing, but does that stuff turn you off from watching a movie nowadays? A horror movie? Well, I did see some stills from it, and it, the imagery looked pretty neat, but mm-hmm. I don't know. The whole found footage thing, it was scary when Paranormal Activity did it, but the thing is, people took it and, like, really ran with it way more than it needed. So instead of just constantly making the same type of film, like do something original. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, the, 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 the thing about it is, is to me, it's just, it's one of these rare occurrences where you have us, you have a spot that is big and I don't know if any of you guys have ever traveled up north or even gone south and you're you're next to like a big like a government forest area. Mm-hmm. 
and they have maybe like chains on a on a drive, like a random thing like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I know from what I've talked to with people who are like big conspiracy guys, like usually those places are where they're like, oh, that's where they have the VEMA camps or where they have the this and then that. And I'm like, no, that did no, it's just closed on Sundays. Yeah, or it's it's just <laughs> one of those things where it's like, yeah, we're it's where the maintenance vehicles are stored. They don't want you back there. Right. And rightfully so, <laughs> because kids go back there and they smoke weed and draw pentagrams on their fucking lawn equipment and they get mad because they have to drive around with a fucking pentagram <laughs> John Deere and they're like, looking like a goof. Are hey, you mowing for the devil? <laughs> mowing with the devil. Better keep that grass low, son. Mowing with the devil. Ah! Okay, so my article's not loading right now, so I'm trying to vamp a little bit. So let's talk about ranches. Anybody ever wanted to be a cowboy or a cowgirl? I would love to. I worked on a dairy farm. Really? Yeah. Well, I lived in Coopersville. This this is news to me. I never knew that. What did you do? I milked cows. Like by hand? No, no, they had the machine. No, with his mouth. It's just like a 17 year old Larry, like, is this how I do it? <laughs> Spitting it out into the bucket. <laughs> Good God. This doesn't taste like it does when I buy it from the store. All I'm getting is chocolate milk. Wrong end, Larry. <laughs> That's the bowl, Larry. I guess I need to vamp more often because that was fun. All right. So Larry milked the cows with With my mouth. Yes. (laughs) All right. Thoughtcatalog.com. I could, I could tell you what, uh, what vitamin it is just by the taste. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go on. The really skinny ones are skim. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're done. Thank you though. All right. So. Skinwalker Ranch, also called Sherman Ranch, like I said, is a large property with 500 acres. It borders the Ute Indian Reservation. The Utes will not enter the area known as Skinwalker Ranch because they believe it is fertile territory for skinwalkers. So people. No. Skin that walks. Yeah. Yeah. A native tribe (laughs) doesn't want to come around because of these creatures called skinwalkers. Long fingers. Pull you down. Grab ya. That's the British <laughs> broke broken neck lady. No, that, that's what I think of with this this one. So the Utes take this very seriously. They think the Skinwalkers are powerful spirits that are here because of a curse that was put on them generations ago by the Navajos. And the center of the whole legend is this ranch. The Utes say the ranch is quote the path of the Skinwalker. Tribe members are strictly forbidden forbidden from setting foot on the property. It's been that way for a long time. Now, beginning in the 1950s, the area around Skinwalker Ranch has been a hotbed of UFO activity, according to locals, mm. who you can trust or you can just have a beer with and laugh your mm-hmm. tits off, I guess. <laughs> in 1994, Skinwalker Ranch became known 
Well, because of Terry and Gwen Sherman, the names are popular pseudonyms for the real family and their children purchased the property only to be driven from the home after two years of increasingly terrifying paranormal events. Very Mm Amityville-esque. Sounds like they might have learned a few things from that whole thing (laughs) about making a shit ton of money on a scary story. When the family moved in, they found deadbolts on doors and windows that puzzled them. Some of the doors and windows had deadbolts on both the inside and outside. They also found large chains outside that looked like they may be for the purpose of restraining a heavy animal. Hmm. While they lived on the ranch, the family experienced multiple cattle mutilations, crop circles, hearing voices calling from nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) Inanimate objects moving before their eyes, UFOs, and seeing strange birds and other animals on the property. In one instance, the family saw a wolf attacking one of their cattle. They shot the wolf multiple times with a handgun, and the wolf did not react to the gunshots at all and appeared unharmed while it continued to attack the cattle. It signed at him, though. Yeah, death. <laughs> eventually, after being shot six times, the wolf ran off and eventually vanished. In another instance, the family saw their field lit up as if by a football stadium's lights. They saw a UFO larger than two football fields and apparent alien figures over seven feet tall, which sounds like the Nordic aliens, which we have yet to cover, I think. Just the Space Jam team. <laughs> Just not reckoning on the new one coming out with LeBron. Yeah. Oh, man. In two years, the family lost 20% of their herd to cattle mutilation. In 1996, the family vacated. Later in 1996, billionaire Robert Bigelow, which sounds like a real shithead, Mm -hmm. sounds like a gigolo, who owns Budget Suites, bought the ranch for $200,000 and made it the home of Paranormal Research Group, the National Institute for the Discovery of Science, which I broke down as the NIDSCI, which operated until 2004. The organization was later replaced by the Bigelow Airspace Advanced Space Studies. In 2007, a secret unclassified program the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program began investigating UFOs. The program had a $22 million budget, and Robert Bigelow Man. received much of that money. Bigelow's findings were that the UFOs seen in the area were non-consistent with current military aircrafts, which is creepy. Now, we know about the movie in 2013. In 2016, Skinwalker Ranch was sold for $4.5 million to Adamantium Holdings, a shell corporation of unknown origin. Afterwards, a public road that had gone through the property was closed. The road is now guarded. Like I said, they do have armed guards there, which Joe Rogan saw. Now, Josh has a story that he brought up that we were going to tell during the episode. Maybe we'll have a special guest to tell that story when we come back after this break. Is a strange alien-looking creature prowling in northern New Mexico? A Facebook picture circulating yesterday sure has a lot of people up there worried. The post was shared thousands of times in just hours and had a lot of people uttering the word skinwalker, a well-known legend in Indian country. It's downright creepy, a picture of an unexplained being lurking on the side of a road. The person who posted it claimed it was taken near Lybrook and Counselor, which is near the Jicaria Reservation. The story claims that a geologist was working in an oil field in the area, saw something odd, and decided to take a heat signature of it. This is it. The next day, the geologist suddenly quit. The story spread like wildfire, people saying, seriously freaking out. Yikes, I'm driving through there tomorrow. That picture scares the bleep out of me. And Skinwalker, 
referring to the Native American legend. And either he left this bloody drawing or the perp did. Not an end you'd expect for a holy man. Which was there brought to life by New Mexico author Tony Hillerman. Oh According to legend, a skinwalker is a person with the supernatural ability to turn into any animal and walks on all fours. There are stories of countless encounters in New Mexico, but few will speak of them. Too scared, they'll be targeted. And adding to the mystery and fear of this creature, many people who posted and shared the picture yesterday found their posts and comments suddenly disappear. People who emailed it to others, unable to retrieve it. That prompted posts like, creepy, it's the government, and shh, they're listening. But you can all rest easy. It didn't take long for the picture and the story to be debunked. It apparently comes from a 1980s science fiction movie, Extro. A creepy being is born, then goes on the prowl, and is then spotted by a couple driving along the road. It's unclear how the story was connected to Lybrook or Counselor or that so-called geologist. Perhaps it was just someone having a little fun. But it sure shows the power of social media and legend. Second segment, time for all the segments you know and love to come filtering into your earbuds. We got a very special theater of the mind segment. Wow. Hey. Sad dead 2018 here. Life's been tough on the road. Not just kidding. No, we are about to read a story, and we have a very special guest today who's going to read a story for us, a story about Skinwalker Ranch, and now the hosts that you know, the hosts that you know and love, are going to provide you with the sound effects that Larry does on his soundboard. Meanwhile, our special guest, Mr. Satan. Hello. Hey, buddy. How are you doing? I'm great. Well, it's not what I heard. No, I can't lie to you, can I? Breakups can be hard. They can be. Rip your heart right out. Yeah. Yeah. Burns. It does. A little bit of burnage, but that's okay. It's not down below. It's up above, and I can I can handle that. I got Randadine. So, <laughs> it's time for you to tell us a story of Skinwalker Ranch, please, Mr. Satan. Absolutely. Sure, sure, sure. This is a... So... Old band I produced here. So. Mm. This is right from them. Well, been, uh, we were. I was helping produce music now with the uh, with the bassist Spencer, who was also the first person I went up to the ranch with. 
Mm. We felt very inspired by our trips up there and the strange strangeness of the whole place. So we decided to do a little demo project in tribute to the ranch. It's really psychedelic space, rock types of stuff. You know, the stuff I usually produce. Needs more cowbell. I'd love to know what other people familiar with the ranch think. Here's here's the story with the ranch. I I stumbled up. What is going on here? Someone's at the door. Sorry. It's okay. Is that my pizza? No, I'm sorry. That was a meat lover's pizza. (laughs) Josh just smashed himself in the face of the headphones. Right in the nose. That's hilarious. I could watch that all day. (laughs) Like on a loop. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. Is this still recording? Yeah. Yeah, it is. God damn it. Back, back to my story. Okay. Yes, Satan, please. So here's the story with the ranch. I stumbled upon the book this year and got infatuated with it. Finished it in a couple days and was on my way to the ranch only a few days later. I've lived in Utah been going up to the ranch about three times this year. Over time, I've gone, something has happened. First time around, I saw strange lights in the sky. Twinkle, twinkle. They were moving in weird patterns. Zigzag, zigzag. And vanishing and reappearing. Also, saw some glowing orb on the right side of the main walkway. Orb. 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 Second time. Second time going. I saw weird lights in the sky again. On the third time around, we got onto the property with Jarble J. Adventured a little bit. My name is Ryan. Some, some people call me Jarble J. We found a dead cow. <laughs> Again, dead. Dead cows don't make noise. <laughs> Look like its rib cage had been busted into. Ow. Boomo. A literal rib eye. Hey. It was strange. We didn't see anything unusual at the ranch this time, other than a pair of eyes. Squint, squint. Way off in the distance. I see you. That we're not moving. I'm not moving. Thought it could have been a cow. Ooh. There we go. As we left, we were at least half an hour away from Roosevelt. Tick tock, tick tock. Still in the basin. It was about four o'clock in the morning. Ooh. Ooh. And we were still in the thick forest, at least an hour away from another town. I was with four other friends. And we saw this disc made out of bright light. Hey, we're your four friends. What the hell is that shit? Blinded by the light. About the size of two cars. Meet me. That's about the size of two cars. Or the size of two roadrunners, apparently. Meet me. It was about 200 yards away and 40 feet in the air. Just floating silently above the top of some pine trees for a minute. That seems really silent, bro. Until we got closer. Everyone thought it was a light tower until we got closer and realized there was nothing holding it up. What? Nothing holds that up. Nothing. And as soon as I realized that, I said, what the fuck is that? (laughs) What the fuck is that? Hey, we're your bros. What the fuck is that? The disc of light vanished. (gasps) Didn't zip or leave a trace. It just turned off. Click. (laughs) It was gone and you could see the trees or it was clear as day. Hey, I see some trees. That's kind of like that movie E.T. Nothing there on top of this. 
at the time we were listening to podcasts about the ranch. This Joe Rogan podcast sure is great. It was the conspiracy therapy podcast. Oh, shit. Branding, Ryan. Branding. That's true. Sorry. There's Satan. one thing I've learned in my years of producing music. It's about branding. I, I you know, Fair enough. Know. When Satan says to listen, you listen. Three, gener- you know, three decades of producing. You know, I didn't, I didn't just walk my way into it. It's I not like I sold my soul to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since then, I've been seeing UFO on a constant basis out here in Utah. Weird diamond-like ships that fluctuated different colors. Blue. Blue. Ah, blue. <laughs> Saw one that stayed outside my house for a good four hours on the 27th of this month or whatever month this was. I'm a peeping Tom, I am. I may have seen, been insane, but I think it was communicating with me through thought. Order pizza. I did, but you sent them away. And the other three people that went up to that branch the last couple of times with me have all been seeing them at night as well. I promise my word as a demon, everything I have stated is not an exaggeration. You know me, I don't exaggerate. I, I, I cut right through the bowl. You are. Tell you the truth. You cut to the chase. Thank you, sir. Us. I have stated, this is not an exaggeration. I have firsthand witnessed strange shit out there and now in my own town. And you can also ask, also ask Ryan Jarble J about these statements. I'm with you. He's not lying. Thank you, Satan. You're welcome. And that's been your theater of the mind segment. Is this, is this the door, Dave? Oh, it's yeah, the other uh, door. Um, it's the elevator down. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll take it. Do you guys, uh, I have a parking permit. Do you, uh, yeah, we can stamp that for yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Boy, it's always great to have Satan on oh, the show. I missed the guy again. Dude, yeah. you got to stop eating Ugh. Taco Bell before you come here. Man. Why? Uh, yeah, I heard there was pizza meatballs. here. Well, you know, I know it's it's good to pregame. You know, you have yourself a nice uh, double little layer. pasta. Eat pasta, podcast pasta. Mm. Ooh, true story. Like you makes you run carbs. The, makes you run to the potty faster. Mm-hmm. But you missed a great guest, so maybe next time. Okay, we'll, we'll try know. to make that happen. What can you do? But thank you, Satan, for your service. So here we go. We have the internet, mm-hmm. and the internet is full of answers. Especially when it comes to our Yahoo answers. Yahoo! Well, considering the fact that we're talking about aliens today, I thought it would be kind of an interesting idea to visit Yahoo Answers and ask... Have you ever been abducted by aliens? Oh boy. Because <laughs> that's where all the crazies hang out is the Yahoo answers. Yeah, my people. That's right. Uh, so the asker asked, have you ever been abducted by aliens? I was, I was a couple of years ago. They didn't do tests on me. They just wanted to do a survey on humans. They even made tea for me. Has anyone else been with them? That was probably just uh, the uh, what that survey they do. Census, probably just a census yeah, taker. Nielsen ratings. Yeah, <laughs> Nielsen ratings. Um, the first. Hey, what television show are you watching? <laughs> oh, God. Everybody loves Raymond. 
Uh, Deborah. The first answer uh, by user Miriam wrote, I, as did my older brothers, had similar symptoms of an alien abduction at a young age, 10 or 12, (laughs) like a sore butthole, (laughs) like sleep paralysis, 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 thanks for having my back, guys. Like sleep paralysis, straight lined scars, freaked of my closet, examination table images, and several other things. I can't say that they are for sure the result of any abduction. It Mm -hmm. might run in the family genes. I don't remember any spaceship or UFO or aliens, just certain oddities that don't make sense when added up. My bro, however, had visitations as a kid, which recently came back. Could call it delusional paranoia, perhaps, but I think alien abduction slash contact uh, might have happened in our lives. It's a possibility, just needs more investigation. Now, is this dad coming home from buying cigarettes and beer from the store? (laughs) Buying visitations. It's been eight years. Yeah. You know he's wearing an affliction shirt. (laughs) Axe body spray. Yep. Uh, Has a sleeve tattoo. Oh, definitely. And like the one earring. Juggalo on his wrist. Mm Mm-hmm. You just described my actual dad. Thanks. (laughs) 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 Only on this show, folks. (laughs) Nothing is sacred. That's right. Uh, User Michael wrote, yes, I woke up naked and I didn't go to sleep naked. Okay. Um, User Solid Snake. Snake? <laughs> wrote, <laughs> wrote, yeah, I got abducted and raped by aliens. You know, I was walking out on a night and all of a sudden a UFA a UFO came and they used their beam to suck me in and raped me. Uh, I tell you what happened. I, why does he say this twice? I tell you what happened. I was walking at night and a UFO came and abducted me and we went to Wendy's and got a frosty. Frosty? Yeah. I guess uh, that's the way you cool down after raping. Sure. And the aliens got <laughs> really offended and they kicked me out of their ship and end of story. So if never mind. Okay. Uh. And this one, okay, you want to talk about theater of the mind? Ooh. This I don't know if this one could be. Add some if you feel like you need to. Okay. Uh user Mr. Perfect. My special friend. That's right. Wrote, so you want to know my experience? It was just like another day after work. I was enjoying the sultry sultry night and walking back to my quarters when I heard some conversation from beyond some bushes. So I walked in that direction to see if someone needed help. Don't you dare think I'm trying to snoop over them. Sure. I need help. So I reached the place and saw a funny looking guy taking over some talking over something like a phone. He was a little startled to see me and I asked him if I could help him. He said he was fine, but as he said so, I could see some kind of a pleasure expression in his face. Oh, Tony. He asked me to wait, went a few yards behind and said something over his phone to his partner about finding just the right kind of specimen. Though I couldn't understand what he meant. He then came back over to me and said he needed some help with a flat tire. So being the helpful guy that I was, I followed him to his car and opened the boot. 
the trunk for mm-hmm. us American people and was unloading the equipment when a weird kind of torch fell and I picked it up. The guy heard it and came over from the bonnet holding a similar one, but he was quite petrified. I don't know why to see me holding a similar one and he became, he became white all over. I was disturbed at his looks and switched on the torch and held it over the face to see him clearly and lo, he suddenly collapsed. I thought he fainted and with the intention of reviving him, went to his car to find some water. Well, I found some (laughs) weird kind of a bottle with a red liquid in it. So I thought it was his medication and fed him a little of it. A few minutes later, he started convulsing violently and then suddenly stopped breathing. You gave me Ajax. So I thought he was having an attack. Luckily, I knew that by passing electricity, you could revive a person's heart. So with much difficulty, I snapped the power lines overhead and carefully connected him to the cables. This time, he shook extremely violently and lay still. Congratulations, you've just killed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, fearing that my help was too late for him, I decided to get professional help. There's a nifty idea. I went to the road and flagged down a police car, explained everything to him, and took him to the spot. By the time we went there, the poor guy was melting and smelling like hell. The oh. officer was excited. Smells like grilled Wait. cheese. The, the officer was excited and examined the poor guy closely. <laughs> I'm an excited officer. He then blurted out foolishly that the guy was dead and he was an alien. This guy's dead. And he was an alien and that's why he melted. And he's an alien. Between you and me, I think the officer was a little drunk. I told him it was the heat that melted him. I told you it was sultry. He looked queerly at me and asked me to be off. Saying he would handle it. As I was going, I I heard him asking someone to call NASA. Call NASA. Queer guy, if you ask me. My bad. Woof. All right. Uh, (laughs) The last one I have is from an anonymous user. Yes. In spring 1987, St. Louis, Missouri. I was sleeping and I felt movements around my bed of figures that are... are, What? Did you say bed of figures? Yeah, I think that's a typo. Around my bed were figures that are two feet tall. They were dark. I I could not see them clearly. I was so afraid that I closed my eyes and scared, scared, so scared not to move to check the matter. My two daughters were asleep in the other room. Your daughters are asleep. The time passed. Next morning, I did not mention it to my wife, who was sleeping beside me. But a month later, I suffered dizziness, and the doc gave me antihistamine and said it is spring allergy, but I never had any spring allergy before. But amazing things happened to me. (laughs) I would experience out-of-body movement as I could see the whole area surrounded my house. Wow. That's been your Yahoo. So answers. this guy had allergies and thought he saw aliens. Is essentially what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that, that has been your Yahoo answers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I know you've been waiting for this. It's time for a verdict. In one corner. Poor podcasters you trust through your life. I hope you do. True story. April will drive you home. Yep. Larry will walk you home. And me? I'm going to walk. Someone needs to walk Larry home. 
And I will. Larry will hover around you home. Yeah. I'll, I'll take one of those little scooters at Myers. Yep. I'll get a Segway. I'll tell you how life has been, and Josh will spit dad jokes forever Mm -hmm. and eternity. Sounds about right. In the other corner, a skinwalker, a UFO, and a bunch of Indians who are like, what the fuck? And we have to determine whether or not this ranch is truly haunted. Dun 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 so I have to go with a Joshua uh, first. What do you have to say about this? I would say that I don't believe in any of the alien activity. But the paranormal, maybe? Uh, the house itself that is on the, 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 the property is pretty creepy looking. But that, I mean, obviously that doesn't mean anything as far as if it's haunted or not. But something is... I think no matter what, something is happening there that is unexplainable. Why else would they have armed guards there? What's the point? So people either, trying to get on the ranch because they think it's haunted. But probably. But it's but why? There's nothing there. Because of the story, everybody thinks there is something there. I just don't see the point in wasting resources and paying for people to stand there if there's nothing there at all. I don't want people getting up all up on my property. Property. I mean, unless there's like a, I don't know, oil or or there's something. It just drugs. I mean, that's my other thought is maybe it's there's some kind of drug operation going there, or there is something other. Uh, no matter what, I I think that there is something happening there. It's not just barren land. Mm-hmm. So and that's the reason why there's guards. They wouldn't just be there, and be like, duh, there's uh, duh, some reports of death, but. Oh, I don't think it's alien stuff. Um, a lot of what we said earlier uh, would describe what people are saying about the animals appearing, and so I think at the end, of, at the end of the day, I don't believe the other stuff. I think that there is something else, though, that's man-made. April. That's a hard no from me. I don't. I'm not buying any of it. Um, I, I mean, I went into this not really believing in aliens, and I'm leaving also not believing in aliens. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not really. Uh, there's not enough evidence for me to say whether or not there's something paranormal. But yeah, I'm gonna say it's just people misinterpreting things that they've seen. Lawrence, that's a no. I'm going to go with a no. no as well. I, d- I don't really see any rational thinking behind this. It just seems like a lot of miscounted things. And after doing Amityville episode, just like the whole idea of somebody trying to make money off like a secluded area or a house or a ranch just makes sense to me that they would try to inflate it. But mm-hmm. it could just be issues with wolves. It could be issues with like... Native Americans, not saying that they're bad people, but just saying like they've stalked cattle or whatever. And hopefully that's not that doesn't make people angry and make them want to stop listening to this show because truthfully, honestly, like when I looked at this, I just saw it as like there's not enough there to form a conclusion. There's just not. It's, there's really not. And 
you know, maybe when we become a full-time podcast crew, I'll research it more. But from what I could tell, it just seemed like it was... It's kind of dull. Up in the air. For what information is there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's been your verdict. And now... It's time for a quizzical. Let's get quizzical, quizzical. I wanna get quizzical. Let's get into quizzical. Let me hear your body talk. Your yeah. body talk. It makes fart noises. That's how my body talks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you walk through that cloud of of Larry Love. Yeah. All right, so Larry, gravy. Larry's doing a little bit of the urban myth game today. Yeah, truth or myth. Urban okay. myth, whatever. I, the idea is the first to three wins. Mm-hmm. That is correct. And, and Josh so, never gets any right. It's you fine. got one right last time. And you'll learn a little something. Mm. So here we go. Lawrence. I'm ready. Dish us out. Is the your first. body ready? Oh, yes. Good but, boy, move your body, girl. I had Subway today. Sad Dad 2018. <laughs> Truth or myth? Okay. Is there only one bridge that spans the Amazon River? River. Gosh. False. That's correct. There are no bridges that span the Amazon River. Hmm. Josh has one. April has zero. I have zero. No ball in sports has traveled faster than a high lie ball. Say that again. Sorry. No ball in sports has ever traveled faster than a high lie ball. Josh. Ryan. Josh. True. This is incorrect. The fastest recorded speed of a high lie ball is 188 miles per hour, while a golf ball was once hit 217 miles wow, per hour. Jesus. That must have just like got wedged in a lawnmower. Just happy Gilmore. Truth or myth? Yeah. If you listen to either the po- uh, the potty slam or the latest Ephus, mm. you probably will get this answer. The Babe Ruth Candy Bar was named after the greatest baseball Josh. player. False. That is correct. It is named after Ruth Cleveland, the daughter of President Grover Cleveland. Truth of myth, people have created wine from a fossil. April. April. True. Damn that is correct. However, a company did use the yeast of a fossil to brew a fossil-based beer named Bone Dusters Paleo Ale. Mm, I'll pass. Yeah, you're not hipster enough to try it. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. You can visit the Museum of Failure in Oslo, Norway. Josh. Josh. False. Josh wins. The museum, oh, man. The museum, which opened in June of 2017, is located in Helsborg, Heisenborg, Sweden. Oh. That has been your quizzical Josh win. Wow, you stomped right after, that out. Right after saying I never win. Yep. Can we pause? I have to pee so bad I'm about to pee out my ear. Now y'all empty now? I'm empty. Oh, dude, I was about to piss myself. It's not, it, it's we not, were talking in like... Sound I, like was, I was emptying a hose into the, <laughs> to the toilet there. Almost makes me want to go again. I know. I'm like, mm. Mm. there's a there's a little bit of 
booze in the Oh God. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We recording? Yeah. All right. Yeah, but- it's time for the mail sack. So this is a listener request episode, So, which means we ask everybody to ask us some questions that they would like us to answer. Josh has all those questions queued up. So here we go. Round the horn. Questions. Can you also please say their name? But you, you're good. About that. I was just going to read the questions off. And, oh, of course I am. All right, guys. Got a lot of them. So let's go. Let's go. Okay. From Mr. John Hodges. We have, in a post-apocalyptic scenario, what skills do you possess that would benefit the survival of the group? We'll start with April. Um, at first, I thought, well, literally fucking none. Um, but then I was thinking about it, and I have the ability to make... Babies. That also I do. Um... I've proven that. Uh, no, I was going to say I have the ability to like make food from that tastes pretty decent from like just mishmash. I just did it the other day. I was like, oh, crap. I don't like have any food in the house. So I just went in and you're know, like, these flavors sort of go together. And it's just, a pine tree casserole. <laughs> yeah, it's that's like the most Midwest thing. To, like, do you have a, a cream soup? Then throw a can of corn in. Throw some canned chicken in, and then some kind of a noodle, and then some cheese, and you've congratulations, you've made a winner. So I'd say that, like, if it's post-apocalyptic world, and like we stumble upon a place that has a bunch of canned food, I'm like, I'm your girl, I can do that. So April's gonna have the best post-apocalyptic cookbook. Mm-hmm. Larry, what are you gonna have? A lot of fat and meat. <laughs> You're going down pretty quick. No, I um, I I can start fires. Okay. I'm a fire starter. You can also milk can cows. Fish. Twisted fire starter. I, I can fish. Okay. Pretty good fisherman. Um, I'd have the soundboard. That's true. He'd cheer everyone up. In a post-apocalyptic world, what could I do that would be, like, beneficial? Not a lot. <laughs> I could host a podcast that nobody's going to listen to, or I could... Uh, drink and probably be the first zombie that becomes made. I'm fucked. Yeah. Huh. Or go to sleep. Josh, what about you? So Ryan would be our bait. Uh, yep. I surprisingly, Goodbye, I have a excellent shot. That's oh. cool. <laughs> I have two children, obviously. <laughs> I have three. Oh, see, there you go. No, Must be um, a family thing. I uh, I was spraying her in the mouth. That's how we avoided children. (laughs) Come on, guys. God, nothing tastes worse than cum, too. I'm just going to throw that in there. They don't don't call it a job for nothing. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Next question. (laughs) Thanks, John. From Eddie Dwyer. If you four had to fight to the death, who would win and why? I'm going to say right off the bat, April. I would say April, too. Mm-hmm. Mostly be- 
I'll say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight a girl. Mm-hmm. And she's also very strong from having mm-hmm. to carry Asher around on it's her true. side. It's kind of a Popeye thing though, where like this one is super strong because I always carry him on my left hip. So my I have like limp noodle arm on the right side. <laughs> April wins. What what do we got for the next one? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Larry oh, didn't Larry, answer. Who won? Who wins? April. Um, <laughs> my initial thought was like, I, re- I was a re- pretty darn good wrestler in high school, and then I was like, that was over twenty years ago. <laughs> That's gone. Well, and really, and in I'm Dow- walking with I a cane just, right now. Yeah, right. I just I kick could, my leg out. I could kick you all in the balls and just <laughs> yeah. stomp you out from the ground. Yeah, we we try not to upset April on yeah. this show. It's true. All right. From our uh, from our girl Skylar Tibbs, if you could live in any sitcom, which one would it be and why? Say by the bell, because it'd be fun as shit. Because I would just like upset everybody. Because immediately be like, "What the fuck, Screech?" Holy shit, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, you are fucking smoking hot. I still want to bang you. How about you, Larry? Ah, <laughs> uh, cheers. Nice. Ooh, Park myself right at that bar. Yep. You would basically make Norm have to go home. Yeah. I would say, and this is going to be really out there one, I guess. Um, I would want to live in uh, I Love Lucy. I really like the like the fifties. I think would be mm-hmm. be fun to live in. And yeah, like, and that's my favorite show. You're black. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Deep. Very true. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would pick. And I'm going to go with Seinfeld because Ooh. I love a good show about nothing. And Very that true. was the best. And you that bass drop. You're the king of nothing. Gee, thanks, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. From Brian Douglas. Recall a time you farted in a public place and a stranger noticed it. <laughs> I'll start with Larry. <laughs> um, and my wife Aaron and I were shopping in I don't know, nondescript grocery store, whatever. And I, uh, it was I would say more like a, and uh, yeah, that was about the face of the person behind us. <laughs> no, we actually went over to the next aisle, and then this woman started yelling at her kid. That she figured a kid. Her, that <laughs> fart made her angry. Yeah, she thought it was a kid who did it. Close your trap, girl. Oh, <laughs> uh, how about you, Ryan? Honestly, I my farts are usually on dogs who are sleeping on top of me in the morning when I wake <laughs> up. So if there's nothing like at work. I have a great job where she I can I can pretty much fart everywhere, and I don't have to worry about people calling me out. Uh, I don't have a good. I don't have a good story about that. Like I'm generally like my farts happen. Like I said, early in the morning. That's why when all the girlfriends that I've had in the last year, it's just been like me escaping to like the outside and just being like, <laughs> I'm doing like a remix video with my asshole outside. Isolate that. Uh, how about you, April? 
Um, not necessarily a stranger, but it's pretty much scarred me for life. And I don't know if I've talked about it on this show, but I know I've talked about sure it on one of them. Potty slam, probably. Yeah, when uh, I had, was in... We had two fart episodes yeah. on the poop episodes. <laughs> when I was in second or third grade, and I was sitting next to the boy that I had a crush on. Yeah. And I dropped my pencil, and I leaned over to get it, and just tore ass. And then my maiden name is Vander Whitey, and from then on, he called me April Vanderfarty. And I was mortified. And That's just wanted okay. to die. So. He's in a hostile-like situation where his nuts got removed. That's kind of what I'm hoping. Josh? You know what, though? He did turn out real ugly. I have, oh, like, really? Facebook stalked him, and I was like, oh, God. Like, he did not age well. Balding and, like, just looks surly. Rad Dad 2018 got a full head of hair here, folks. <laughs> just saying. So, okay. Josh. <laughs> Mine, I think we've talked Josh about. Josh also got um, a full head of hair. Uh same episode of pooping and uh, a couple of years ago now I think April and I were shopping at a grocery store and we were walking up an aisle and I just I, there was no one else in the aisle I tore ass and it wasn't like just loud it fucking reeked and April what did you eat uh, April you ate April wow it smelled like vagina <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so she's just like, I, I can't believe you. I was. You're the fucking worst. I can't. But you're so disgusting. And I was giving him like the full mom lecture in the middle of the grocery store. As we're like coming up on the end of the aisle. And mind you, that fart was loud. And as we loud are walking by the trash. next aisle, this woman looks over at us and she's like dying laughing. Doubled over in laughter because she just heard me remount my husband, husband for fart in the middle of the store. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. From Mr. Ron Ronde Dunbar. Rodney. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Shad Shoop. <laughs> I'm Rian right now. What is your favorite of all time conspiracy. I mean the one that gave you the creeps. The number one of all time. The one when researching you just had to say to yourself, no way. Well, this Rodney is pretty uh, detrimental to us covering Skinwalker Ranch today. He was really into us doing that. So I would say the one that creeped me out the most would probably be the Russian sleep experiment. Um, because hmm. I didn't, I, I still to this day don't know verbatim how, how much truth and how much falsehood there is to that. I just know that the story is insanely creepy and, uh, it definitely fucked me up. Larry, the Lisa lamb story. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Halloween drunk tacular. Yeah. If you can get to it. Yeah. Well, it's like four stories yeah. in, but well, yeah, still, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a creepy story. Very. Creepy. I wasn't on for that one, was I? No, it's a true I story. I listen to though. that either. I should probably go back. To that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's like super creepy. Yeah. How about you, Abe? Um, it's a it's a toss up for me. Um, probably one of the ones that I found most creepy that like can't be justified. Like, is still a conspiracy. Is the Enfield haunting? Um, oh, I get. Yeah, I thought that one was really creepy. That's um, a good episode for us too. Black-eyed children really creeped me out too. Even though I think we all agreed that it was not 
real. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But just the idea of it really freaked me out. I remember after you guys left, I was like double locking all the doors. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, I hope my doorbell doesn't ring in the middle of the night. Then all of a sudden, Garrett comes downstairs. He's like, yeah, right. I know. I was that one. That one creeped me out. I would say that no episode has made me clench my butthole tighter than the um, though any of the episodes about children being like part of rape ring uh, sex rings. Um, sounds like a very set that yeah. sounds like Franklin cover up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the Franklin cover up episode that was I think one of the hardest episodes to get through. And I, I still to this day have not re-listened to it because it was like the one time was enough. So, yeah, that one's kind of sad. It's a rough one. Mm-hmm. So, from Matthew Murray, if you could okay, all listener, if you could all commit a crime and get away with it, what would you do and why? Tax Gonna fraud. start with Ryan, I guess. <laughs> Tax fraud. I would take all my monies back. Yay, give me my monies, you bastards. What are you going to use it on? Nothing. Okay, Larry. I can commit a crime. And get away with it. And get away with it. Well, (laughs) God, it's got to be a crime that's not going to hurt anybody. God, this is a tough one. Ah, and get away with it. Jeez. The cr- you know what? I guess. D- d- uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, no one's getting hurt there. That crime. That's true. Oh, it's about to be legal. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I would probably. It's a tough one. <laughs> it is because I like. Part of me is like, well, if I get to get away with it, I should probably do something like. Yeah, it was like really rock. illegal, was like right? Steal, but then I'm like, well, then that person is out their money. Yeah, I would probably do like a. Uh, I mean, unless it's the government, like Ryan did. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. The yeah. Rich, the all he's rich doing is do taking his own money back. Time. Yeah. The rich do it all the time. Yeah, I would probably either rob a bank or rob a rich person in a kind of Robin Hood esque type mm-hmm. of thing, where I would rob them and then distribute the funds. You take. Uh, you literally rob like. 500,000 and take like 5k for yourself right, and then yeah. just throw it at everybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah. yeah. Making it rain. That's right. Yeah. Cinnamon stage two. <laughs> Easy answer robbing a bank because mm-hmm. the thing is, is most people's money is a digital currency in a computer somewhere. Uh, money that is in a bank is it's not necessarily a single person's so by robbing a bank, no matter what, people will still have that digital currency on a computer. They haven't lost anything. Mm-hmm. It's Uncle Sam that lost it. Yeah, that's Indeed. true. Well, you know, no, my mom. Banks are actually owned by people. It's not owned by the government. That's true. Uh, my mom actually. Used I think to it would work. fall to the insurance company. So that's that's fine. Then. That's yeah, that's fine. that's even better. Yeah. Fuck insurance companies. <laughs> Fuck them. My mom used to work at a bank, and uh, she had it all planned out. She was going to rob the bank. Not seriously. Okay. But, like, she had it, I guess, because, like, on the days that it was super slow, she would sit there and plot Mm -hmm. how she would rob a bank. She would time it perfectly. (laughs) Because... 
she knew the days that the truck came in. Mm -hmm. So she would pick a day when the truck came in. She would grab her money. And actually, there's a railroad that ran right behind, Mm -hmm. like not even 50 feet behind the building. And she said, well, that's what I would do is I would rob the bank and time it so that right when the train was coming by, I could jump on the train and then hop off at some like nondescript location. Nice. That mm-hmm. works. Yep. Any more questions? Sir? Yes, we have one more question from uh, uh, Beer City Media alumni, Mr. Marty. Fuck, Mary, kill. Ooh. Bigfoot. Jeffrey Dahmer. David Koresh. And we're going to start with Larry this time. Well, we're killing Bigfoot. Cause that smell. Oh yeah. Um. Gonna fuck Dahmer because I don't want him around for very long. And we're gonna marry Karash. He was char- kind of charismatic. Fair Plus, enough. he can bring in the lady. He seemed to have the ability to bring in more ladies. Mm-hmm. That's true. April. <laughs> this is a. This is a really tough one. I would say fuck Dahmer. Marry Bigfoot. Mm, mm. Kill Crash. Already married to Bigfoot. <laughs> no, honestly, and this is my logic behind it. Because originally I was gonna say fuck Bigfoot. Because if he's big, he's probably, you know, oh, that's big. The bigger right? the foot, the mm-hmm. bigger the dick. Exactly. And then I thought, well, I can fuck Dahmer once, but then probably I can fuck like, Bigfoot for the rest of my life. Bigfoot's be... dick probably smells like a garbage can, so... You can clean him up, though, if you're married to him. Like, get him a razor and make him take showers. He's, the, that big dong's not going anywhere. True, you just gotta... Just gotta you have to, like, weed whack around it, yeah. Brian? Uh, fuck... Dahmer... Bend over. Kill David Koresh, marry Bigfoot. Mostly because Bigfoot's got an unpredictable future, and I just love to live on the edge. Well, he could he could do some chores around the yard. I don't like penis, so it's a weird thing for me to try to weigh in on. I don't know that. about that. I've got some clips to say otherwise. Well, I talk about <laughs> dick, but that doesn't mean I like it. Well, I'm confused. You can by also a dick. rest your penis on my tongue. <laughs> yeah, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> That's an alternate universe thing. Aww. Josh, I am going to go with um, kill Jeffrey Dahmer, marry David Koresh, and fuck Bigfoot. Butt sex. Because butt sex. Because butt sex. Butt sex. And you in know. The in the anus. <laughs> yeah, that's it. In the butt. Pop nuts in my mouth. And that's been your mail sack. <laughs> Good Lord. What an episode. It's time for plugs, ladies and gentlemen. Josh, In the butt. where are you when you're not here? Off Tempo Podcast. That's on Facebook and Podbean. April? Potty Slam Podcast, a wrestling history podcast where we talk about stories from the locker room and beyond. You can find us out with a brand new episode every Friday morning on Facebook and Twitter and some other channel that we'll figure out later. Larry. I guess you can catch the final EFAS podcast. <gasps> you heard it here, folks. 
The final Ephus is coming. Yep. It's uh, shutting down shop. Yep. But the the foundation to this, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, that's like your parents divorcing. It's kind of weird. But it's an amicable it's divorce. Nice. It is. We're yeah. Friendly. I mean, it's Ryan and uh, Marnie and I are just basically kind of done, aren't we? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. They did a lot of episodes on stuff that they covered, and we hope you love that show and, and listen to it. It'll always be there. We're going to keep it up. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you love this show, check us out on Twitter at Conspiracy T Show. Write us on our Gmail at conspiracytherapyshow at gmail.com if you want to suggest an episode, like our Facebook, join our closed group. And, um, you know, there's things you can do to help us out. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash conspiracy therapy podcast if you want to buy some swag. You can also check us out on Spotify, which we've been on for a while now, but uh, a lot of people seem to find us that way. And there's an Instagram. There is a grinder t shirts. <laughs> grinder. I think I did bring up the t shirts yeah. with yeah. shop spreadshirt. Yeah, I guess but- you did. <laughs> We're going to Comic Con next week. That's true. We will be at Comic Con next week. Look for it. We'll be there with a couple our weeks. Shirts yeah. on. And, if, and like we said before, come up to us wearing something with our logo on it. And, you know, maybe we'll buy a beer yeah. or or maybe just come up to us and be like, hey, Zanzizi Zimbibi, right. which is fine. We'll give you a, f- a nice round Zanzizi of high fives. Zimbibi. Yeah. And we'll be very loving to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some really neat media guests that are going to be at Comic-Con. It'll be really fun. To yeah. Talk to them. We're excited. Yeah. yeah. We had a good time. It was good hanging out with friends and other week. Yep. Hopefully you guys will be around next week because sad day of 2018 is real sad. Everyone who's listening, please send your finest penis memes. pictures. Sure, why not? Penis pictures to Ryan. Thanks a lot. Tag him in them. Make him mm-hmm. smile. Alright, I love you guys. Does anybody have anything they want to throw out there before we end this bad bear? So I just know and I'm just so quirky. <laughs> Uh, is so we can I get a can I get a I love meth and meth love me? Oh wow! Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. I know that's throwing it. You, I just feel like this episode needs that. God love meth. Meth loves me. <laughs> Come here, meth bride. Take a sucky and pokey. Oh, I want Doritos. Let's kill this cop. Where's my teeth? Uh oh, there goes the last one. These people got together and they had them a potluck and probably listened to some music like this. If it was me, it would have shot all over everybody's chest. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that is a surprise ending. Never gets old. Never. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you next week on another episode of Conspiracy Therapy Podcast. Have a great one. You can see me walking. I got the head of a wolf, I say. You can hear me howling. While I call your bluff, I say. A skinwalker. This has been a presentation of Beer City Media. (laughs) 